You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hello, you are joining me for episode 224 of the Blended Family Podcast. And here we are. Mother's Day was just yesterday. And it is definitely crazy times in the world right now with the coronavirus. And I know we've been talking about it as time goes on. Uh, Things seem to be maybe calming down. I know that a lot of places are opening up. We are in Florida, so we kind of opened up phase one this week, meaning that some things were able to open. We did start light duty back at work, cleaning just a couple of houses a day just to bring in some money, right? Because we haven't had any income in over a month. So it's important to kind of get back to work. And honestly, it felt a little bit good to move my body again. Being home for a month is not something that I'm used to and being idle. And I probably should have been more motivated in my house to do things that I needed to do, like cleaning and organizing. And I just didn't really have the motivation to do it. I'm not one that does great at working from home all the time. So it's been pretty tough, but it felt good to kind of get back out there, kind of feel like life is returning to normal in a sense, although we know that it's really not and we still have a long way to go. But at least that's happening. Uh, As far as masks are concerned, I don't know. I know some places in the world and in the U.S. right now are being really, really strict with masks. And some people are getting arrested. I know there was a woman in Texas. She got arrested for opening up her hair salon. And it was really, really wrong. The woman needs to feed her children. And the way I feel about it is if a store wants to open... And if you don't want to be a part of that, maybe you don't have to go. But for the people that are comfortable and if they're wearing masks and if they've taken their precautions, then let them work if they need to. I know all too well what it's like not making any money for the family. And luckily, we've been able to survive. But some people have not been able to. And so it's just prayers all around for everybody. It's been really, really difficult. I know I've been kind of getting into some some situations on Facebook. I'm not one to even post on Facebook about anything political or anything, even current events. I usually don't do that. Uh, usually everything I post is just inspirational and things like that. But there's been some stuff coming to light and I've been doing some research and I felt compelled to post my opinion on it. And I don't really know that I'm ready to share it here yet because I've been already attacked on social media for saying how I feel about some things that are going on. And listen, the way I feel about that is everyone's entitled to their opinion. I don't know why we're attacking people for having a different opinion about a mask or having a different opinion about a vaccine or having a different political stance. I don't care whether you like Trump, you like Biden, you like Hillary, you like Obama. I don't care. This is not a political thing to me. This is looking at the government and what's happening to us and things that are going on that I just don't trust. And I've just been questioning a lot of things. And I think everybody should do that. We shouldn't just believe what we see and hear. We should question everything that we see, hear, and read and make the best 
informed decision for ourselves. But mainly, we need to stop getting angry at people for having their own opinions. And what is that really doing to us as a society? We're just fighting with one another. I mean, this is just... Everybody just needs to calm down. And I know that it's hard. Like I said, we're we're all struggling here. And this is very unprecedented times. So I just encourage everybody to try to be patient with other people. Try not to get so angry. Try to realize that we are all in this together. We're all confused. These are uncertain times for every single one of us. We're all struggling in our own way for different reasons. Some of us are struggling because we don't have work and some of us are struggling because we have to go to work and we don't feel safe. I mean, there's all kinds of things going on out there. So let's just practice patience and love and just do what's best for you and your family. That's all I have to say about that. Now, about masks, in case you do want to wear masks, and I know I'm a little late to the game on this because some people aren't feeling the need to wear them anymore, but we have a friend who is now manufacturing us masks with the blended logo on them. They are so cute. They have the logo with a splash of color. I will be sure to post all of the information about it this week on Facebook so that you can order them if you want. I haven't worked out pricing yet. I mean, this is all brand new. I'm actually going to be going over there this weekend to see what the samples look like. I've only seen a photo so far. But they're super great, and we're also working on other products as well with our logo on it. I haven't gotten it done yet, but there's going to be opportunities for tote bags, for tumblers, for keychains, for all kinds of things, hats, visors, anything. And we're going to be having a little online store, just another way for you to support the show and also be proud of your blended family, wear the logo around. Uh, it's a win-win. So just stay tuned for more information about that coming up. All right. Now, coaching specials. If you've been watching online, I ran some coaching specials in the month of uh, April that I've decided to extend through the month of May. So these coaching prices are basically slashed in half. So if you want to go see those, just go to blendedfamilypodcast.com slash schedule and you will see all of the options there. And like I said, as of June 1st, those prices will be going up. If you want to take advantage of a package, don't forget you can purchase the package now and you don't have to actually use those until later on. So it's a good way if you think that you're going to want coaching in the future. It's a good way to just kind of save some money now and uh, stock up on those. And Mother's Day. So let's talk about that for a minute, right? Because this is probably going to be the one of the most memorable and different Mother's Day that you ever can remember having. Uh, and when I speak to moms, of course, I'm speaking to my stepmoms too. Although we know that Stepmoms Day is next Sunday, uh, we have Mother's Day and then we have Stepmother's Day. Uh, this year, I'm just kind of making one Mother's Day special and you'll hear why in a moment. But yeah, it's Mother's Day. And I know that we all get a little crazy on Mother's Day. Many of us don't feel that we get the Mother's Day we deserve. Some of us have a great Mother's Day. This one just definitely takes the cake as the most interesting Mother's Day I think any of us will ever have. I hope that you all make the best of it. I want to especially wish all my moms and stepmoms a peaceful Mother's Day because um, I know that it's been really chaotic lately for all of us. So I hope that you get some time to enjoy 
time, not just with your children, but also maybe a little bit of time for yourself because we all know that we need that. All right, so today I'm really excited because I've got this great interview that I have been saving. We recorded this back in September. As you know, I'm getting caught up, but this one I was saving for this special day because it is an interview with a stepmom and a bio mom in the same blended family. And the story is so inspirational. And of course, they wrote a book together. So I know you're going to enjoy this interview. Stay tuned at the end because I am going to be giving away a copy of their book. So listen at the end of the show to see if you are the winner. Plus, I will also tell you how to be part of those giveaways. I know it's been a while since I've done one. But I am looking to get back on track with those two and go back to our monthly giveaways. So I hope that you enjoy today's interview. Please rate and review the podcast in iTunes. Share the show with other friends that you know could benefit from it. I love you all so much. Happy Mother's Day to you all. Enjoy the show. I am very, very excited to introduce my guest today. Erin and Tina Gipford are the co-authors of Stepmom, a dual memoir, how we navigated divorce, remarriage, and co-parenting with the same goal, happy children. The book, written by bio mom Erin and stepmom Tina, who are both here today, uses stories from both women to offer a raw, funny, sometimes awkward, and hopefully inspiring look inside the crazy world of co-parenting. Erin's day job is as a graphic designer and occasional photographer. When she's not raising her kids, you might find her running marathons, drinking wine with her friends, or traveling around the world. Tina is a stay-at-home mom and stepmom to five children and also runs a daycare. Oh, my. When she's not taking care of her family, she loves to ride motorcycles, four-wheelers, and snowmobiles with her husband and take care of the many animals that frequent their small farm in rural Wisconsin. Welcome to the show, Erin and Tina. Hello. Oh, hey. So happy to have you guys here, and we have so much to talk about. I did get a copy of your book, uh, which we're, we're going to get into. But I just want to point out how excited I am because I have both a bio mom and stepmom from the same blended family on the show here. And I know how many people don't believe that's really possible for a bio mom and stepmom not only to get along, but what write a book together. So this is really, really incredible. I'm so happy. But what I really want to start with, you guys, is maybe just briefly introduce yourselves and then kind of tell me how this blended family formed and came to be. Sure. Um, I will start since it kind of starts with me. I am, this is Erin, the bio mom. And it all started in seventh grade and I, when I met uh, my future husband. <laughs> so we, yeah, we knew each other since we were 13 years old and dated throughout middle school and high school. Got married shortly after I finished tech school. And of course moved in together, got married, had two children, and then we got divorced. <laughs> And that's where Tina came in. Yep, Sean and I met in 06. <laughs> and from there, it has been a crazy journey. Um, Sean and I have five kids between the two of us. Um, his, mine, and ours. Okay, so Aaron, you guys had two kids together. And how old are they? 
my youngest is 14 and my son is 14 and my daughter is almost 18. Okay. So you guys were together and had the two kids. And then when you got divorced, Tina, how you had how many already? I had one daughter. Okay. So, you, and how old is she now? She just turned 18. Okay. So same age as the other girl. Okay. And yep. so, um, and then you of course had the, the two uh, step kids there and then, um, and then you had two together. Yep. Um, we have two, uh, a boy. 12 and a daughter who is 10. Wow. So you guys are at that fun age, all the kids. You're <laughs> you're right in the in the I, I don't know what you want to call it. I mean, I'm having, I'll be honest, we're we're not we're not having a great time over here with the teenagers. It's, I love them, but boy, it's I would say it's the hardest, the hardest phase yet. Um, I think. What do you guys think? We're learning a lot. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um Patience is probably the word I would use and uh, lots of deep breaths. Um, I mean, I can't really complain. We have really great kids, but we have been faced with a couple of obstacles and I think we're handling them pretty good. Well, yeah. And it, this thought just came to me too, that I, I almost want to say part of the reason that this whole book idea came to me and felt like such a calling is that like God or whoever <laughs> felt like we needed to strengthen our bond even a little bit more if we're going to make it through this teenager stage. <laughs> because, wow. you know, it kind of, that stuff kind of got a little bit harder just coinciding with after the book and after, you know, we strengthened our relationship even more. So yeah, I'm really grateful for that. <laughs> I love that. I actually got goosebumps when you said that because <laughs> Most people don't have that viewpoint, right? It's usually you let the kids really come between you and wedge you apart sometimes as a blended family. And I love that you guys knew that you could do something that would really bring you together and strengthen you. Uh, Before we get to the book, I just want to know maybe a little bit about how it was, because I know I get it. You were married and then you got divorced and then, and then you met Tina, but um, what was it like at the very beginning when you knew that there was a new woman in the picture around your kids, uh, Aaron, and how did that feel? Like, how did you guys get along? Was it always magical from the beginning or was it rocky? Tell me how it was at the very beginning. Yeah, no. And this is what surprises most people is that they, when they kind of just hear the overview of our story, they assume that Sean and I were just one of those couples that amicably separated and, you know, okay you know, we're just better off apart. And it was quite the opposite. It was a very, very messy, emotional, uh, resentful divorce. So, which a lot, which (laughs) could have led to a lot of bad things for the kids. But um, Tina came into the picture and part of me was excited because now it kind of took Sean off my back. I don't know how else to explain that, but she brought a happiness to him that helped him kind of start to get over the fact that we were divorced. So I always looked at that as as a positive and I don't want to pretend that I'm superhuman and that I wasn't completely emotional and, you know, had all the feelings, any 
divorced woman would have when their ex starts dating someone. But I just feel lucky that I was able to turn it in the right direction. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's pretty amazing because a lot of people can't. And when you when you see your ex starting to date somebody new, a lot of people don't have that mentality like you do of like, oh, somebody else can make that person happy. There, some people are filled with so much anger that they can't even see that somebody else could come in the picture and actually have a relationship, right? Because everyone's dynamic is different. And just because things didn't work out with you doesn't mean that your ex can't have a wonderful, amazing relationship with someone else. And that's obviously evident with you guys here. So what about you, Tina? What, what kind of feelings did you you have coming in towards Aaron, towards bio mom? Did you have any preconceived notions? Well, you always worry that she's going to be the crazy ex. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no desire to meet her right off the bat because of course you think the worst. Um, so it, it took a little while before we finally met and we still can't to this day figure out when that was. So it must have not have been too horrible that we re- remember meeting. Um, so I can't say that I was in, you know, happy bliss because I was um, in love with her ex-husband. So I, I didn't really put much thought into Aaron. Um, I just focused. We had our hands full with three kids as it was. Um, at the time, the girls were four and Lance was um, 14 months when me and Sean met. So we were busy being parents as well. Yeah. Wow. That is amazing. And so I guess at the beginning, what I really like about your story is that, you know, in a way, I like that it didn't start out in a magical way because a lot of people think that it's either that way or they, they don't realize that relationships can evolve and change and that they can start out bad and grow. And that's what I'm really happy about to show today, that you are the perfect example of somebody who started out. It was a little messy. You had the yeah. jealous feelings. And I like that you admit that because there are some couples that don't have it, and but it's very rare. And most people have a terrible time but most people don't understand that if you put in the work that you can change that relationship into something positive and beautiful like you did. And that's what I really want to point out today that, that here are two listeners, two women telling you that it wasn't easy at the beginning, that they did go through emotional ups and downs, that things were a little bit messy, but they still figured out how to make it work. So about how long into things did you guys decide, let's write a book together? Was that quick or was that, I mean, because obviously your relationship had to evolve in a certain way for you to even want to do that because you wouldn't have wanted to do that at the very beginning. So take us through that a little bit about how the relationship evolved to the point where you could decide that you want to write a book together. (laughs) Well, um, it wasn't right away because Sean and I have been together for almost 14 years um, and we just launched our book on Mother's Day of this year. The idea came about Mother's Day of last year. So we got together and worked our little butts off to get it out in a year. So I can't say that it was right from the beginning, but once we sat down or once Erin approached me with the idea, because it was completely her 
her idea. Um, I never even thought about it. People have said it. Um, we should write a book. We should counsel, which I have no desire to do. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, I, it's, it's kind of a funny story that just yeah. came about and <laughs> we had no, yeah. I mean, it's not like we had this planned all along. It was, no. I, it just was an idea that popped in my head and I knew that I wanted to write a book, but I had no idea that it was going to include Tina. Um, that, that was just the final missing piece. So yeah. And I had no idea if she'd be on board. I just knew that, yeah, everybody t- tells us how weird we are. <laughs> I'd say I, unique. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's not say, you know, because really what everyone wants is to be in your position. So they can say that you're weird or they can say what they want, but ultimately everyone wishes they could be in your shoes. Everyone wants to have that great relationship and co-parent together in a way that not only do you guys make it work, but you're actually, I I know the listeners don't know this, but the ladies are together. We, We are not doing this over where everyone's in their own separate home. I am, I'm in Florida, they're in Wisconsin, but they're in Wisconsin together in the same home. So that should tell you, this is not a joke. Like these ladies really do like one another. And that's just wonderful. Let's get into the book a little bit. I love the format of the book and it is written by each of you. And what I love is you kind of created different seasons, which makes the book very, very digestible. So I want to know what made you format it that way. And just for the listeners, they have it broken down into seasons of uncertainty, season of hope, of courage, trust, changes, love, and struggles, which I absolutely love. So tell me, ladies, why did you decide to format it that way? (laughs) Yeah, that was totally a last minute (laughs) change. I mean, we were on our last third and final round of um, proofing with our uh, proofer slash editor. And I just, all the, I think I had initially... I think I had initially just had like chapter one, chapter two, and that just wasn't sitting well with me. And I don't know, like, I love that I get inspiration at just the right time. And it just came to me like, these are seasons. These are seasons of life that we went through. And we, each season taught us something different. And each season was an integral part of either building and making the relationship stronger or it completely falling apart. So I just think that makes it easier to understand. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And the other thing that you guys did that I really liked is that at each chapter at the end, you put down the lessons that you each learned. And I always think that it's so important, whatever we go through, even if it's really, really times of difficulty, as long as we grow through it, I think, and not go through it, but grow through it, I think that it's incredibly amazing. And so I also love that you put your own lessons at the end of each of those chapters. The book is funny and it's light to read. Uh, one of the the parts that I wanted you guys to talk about because it was so relatable and I know it's going to be relatable to everybody else in your season of struggles. I want you to tell the story about what happened at the wrestling tournament. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That is one of my favorites too, because it was one of the biggest lessons that I learned um, just about myself. My biggest growth within myself was 
we, my, my youngest son, uh, wrestled ever since grade school. Like he was little four yeah. or five when he started. So it was very common for us to be, um, all together at wrestling tournaments, just, you know, a lot of weekends out of the winter months and Sean and Tina would always sit, um, kind of on one side of the mat. So, because Sean would always coach Lance as he's wrestling and I would always sit on the opposite side of the mat so I could take pictures because it's just a better angle. And this particular match, uh, a certain amount of time into this mat, Lance got injured and just kind of fell down to the mat. And, you know, we're all like, <gasps> and you see your child go down and it's very scary. But what was more scary it, from my opinion is that when he hobbled off the mat, he did not go to me. He went to Tina and my heart just shattered. I mean, I'm like, oh my gosh, my son is in the most pain he's ever been in his life. And he didn't even come to me, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that was a very big, uh, whoa. And I was able to, um, realize after the fact, obviously all the working parts to it and that I was, it was an insecurity in me that was roaring its head <laughs> and triggered. And I just, yeah, I just figured out it had nothing to do with me being a terrible mom or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what else to say without reading. Well, reading I, no, I appreciate you sharing that story because I think that it's something that we can all relate to. We've all been there, whether we're on one side or the other, right? I'm bio mom and stepmom, and I've had some very uncomfortable situations myself. And I'm sure, Tina, for you, it was also uncomfortable because as stepmom, you're thinking, oh no, please don't, please don't come to me because you know that it's going to make bio mom feel bad too, right? Were you feeling like that? Nope. I can't say that I was. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and it wasn't that I, you know, I, it's I, it's just, just never been that way between us. It's just, it's the norm. Mm. Um, they, all five kids, they come to me, um, over even Sean, they'll wait till I get home to tell me that they're sick or they're hurt or they done anything. Cause they know that I'm going to fix it. Um, as my, as Sean would say, you are the doctor, the nurse, the vet, um, the referee, you know, I, I wear many hats and apparently I'm the one that everybody goes to when they're injured and sick, no it matter is. who it is. It's true. And Tina is between the two of us, definitely the nurturer. I'm more of the, Oh, Oh, get up. You'll be fine. You know, walk it off. <laughs> right. So then it makes perfect sense that that would happen, but it's still, takes big women to say that's okay. You know, because most women get, very, very um, offended at stuff like that, and it, and it's very normal to have those feelings, right? You had the feelings at first, oh, but I then, the yeah, yeah, you you're gonna have the feelings, but then you have to recognize, okay, it's my my children are not trying to hurt me, and you know, you always got to think what is wrong with having multiple people loving your child? I think it's a beautiful thing. And right. even in my own house, I mean, there's times that my kids will definitely go to 
to Sean instead of me sometimes, or they'll even, they talk very highly of their stepmom. And I'm okay with that because I feel like it's okay. If they can't come to me, at least they have somebody else that they can go to. But it does take a while for you to be able to feel that way. And initially when something first happens, there's always that shock and awe and that feeling that you get in the pit of your stomach or in your chest that makes you very uncomfortable. So I just thought that that was a good part of the book. And, and I like the way that you guys worked through it. And I, I liked, I wanted to share it with everybody because I do feel that many people have been in that situation. Tell me what was the most difficult part about writing this book together? Boy, mm-hmm. um, good question. <laughs> writing the book. Right? <laughs> well, being that neither one of us are writers or have ever written at any other capacity than high school papers. Um, that was definitely the biggest struggle is actually just getting it down on paper. Yeah. Like I've always said, I can tell a story much better than I can write one. And it was hard for me to get my emotions out there on paper without it being dot, 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 that's it. Um, Aaron had to coach me along a little bit. You know, there's more to this story. There's more you got to pour into it. So I did. I poured my heart into it. Good. Well, you guys did a great job. So tell me, um, what was then the most rewarding part about doing the book together? I think, I don't know. I just, I like doing anything that people don't expect. I mm. like being able to, to do something that's kind of out of the box. So to me, that's, that's rewarding. <laughs> And for me, I'd have to say to see how proud the kids were of all both of us. Um, yeah. And they're every single one of them. Um, the one, even my son, who would never be um, one to, you know, say, oh, mom, that's really cool. You know, he's really dry. Um, he he took the book with him to school and he was so proud. And <laughs> so to me, that was really cool. What does Sean say about it? What What was he like when you guys came? Did you, you guys must have came to him and said that you're going to write this book together? What was his initial reaction? <laughs> Tina can explain that. <laughs> well, Aaron had come to our house to talk to me about it on Mother's Day, so we went out to our patio and sat and talked for oh a good hour. Yeah. Um, and then we come in and like Aaron said, the look on Sean's face was like, holy buckets. What were they talking about? What's going down right now? <laughs> what on earth did they have an hour to talk about and laugh about? So I'm sure he thought he was the butt of a few jokes, but um, he is very supportive. Um, he has been there um, He's been great through the whole thing because he's really had to hold down the fort on my end when I've had to write. I've had to lock myself in the room, which is extremely hard for me not to be in control of the household. So I had to let him be in control. That was kind of hard. But in in that fact, he's been really, really great. Um, He's proud of both of us for doing it. Um, Nothing but good things from him. Well, and I bet that it's, definitely much easier for him that you two get along and genuinely like one another and that you're working together so well, you have no idea what pressure that takes off of his shoulders. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, yes. We've heard, I've got, we have friends that are divorced and remarried and it, 
I could be so bad. Yeah. It could be so bad. <laughs> I, I feel for these, these couples that are going through it and I wish I could fix everybody, but there's not much we can do if they're not ready to work on it. Does that make sense? It makes tons of sense. I mean, that's, I work with couples and people all the time and that's what I deal with. It's like, you have to, you have to do the work, which you guys obviously have done. It did not come easy to you. You did the work, but no, we can't always help everybody else. But the fact that you wrote a book and, you know, maybe your book will hit somebody and they'll, they'll understand. And maybe, you know what, if you're listening and you're a bio mom or a stepmom, get the other bio mom or stepmom in your life, a copy of the book as well. And both of you read it and maybe put a little note in there and say, you know, this is what I strive for our relationship to be like, even if it's not like that right now, because it's just a good example to look up to really. Um, so I guess what I would like you guys to each do right now is maybe share, I guess each share your best tip for co-parenting with the other mom. Tell me something that really works for you. Give us some, give us some tips here. Um, I think one of the biggest things looking back in hindsight that gave Tina and I's relationship even just a chance to start was that we didn't force ourselves onto each other right away. Like we knew that each other existed obviously, but we didn't have, we let, we let our interaction come like normally. It just, I don't, I don't know how else to explain it. Um, Oh, that makes sense. You, you didn't try to rush it and push it. You let it happen organically. Yeah. And, and Tina never, pushed boundaries or she was very overcautious about everything, you know, and which gave me a chance to warm up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I, I like that. And I think that that is a very common mistake with stepmoms is that they just come right in and expect things to be glorious. And I'm part of the family now. And it's like, Tina was never like that. (laughs) Yeah. So your advice is just take it slow, go at your own pace. Don't try to be pushy. Don't try to push your way. in. that's very good advice, actually. Mm -hmm. What about you, Tina? Um, I totally agree with Erin. Like she said, I, I didn't want to barge my way in and here I am the happy new stepmom trying to take over on everything. Um, I, I wanted to give her her space, but also I wanted to respect the boundary line. Even though she says there shouldn't be a line, there is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never tried to overstep that. Um, in fact, I would later in our you know co-parenting years, I'd always say, I just don't want to step on your toes. How do you, you know, and I would always run things by her before we did things. That's wonderful. That's really, really wonderful. You guys work really well together. Uh, what is next for you guys? Do you think you're going to do any more work together? What are you thinking? You know, we've tossed around so many different ideas and we just don't know yet. I, I don't, I'm one of those people that I know when, when I know, I know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm, I get completely inspired and I haven't gotten to that point about any particular thing yet. So we've just been tossing some stuff. Well, I say we need a vacation. That's what we need. That is somewhere warm, obviously not the Bahamas. 
No, not the, not the, I know for the listeners, we were just talking before we hopped on the call, we were just talking about a hurricane that just wiped out the Bahamas that these ladies didn't even know about because uh, they don't watch the news and they don't watch TV. Um, and obviously I'm dating the show. We watch TV. I, I'm more of a Grey's Anatomy uh, addict gotcha. right now. Um, just started watching it. So I'm totally hooked. Um, so, but yeah, I news. I just, I kind of been not even interested in it lately because there's just not much good in the world. And I'm just tired of hearing all the negative things. Oh, I agree. If I could be honest, I hate watching the news, but my husband always has it on. And of course this was a hurricane. So we kind of, that's all they they took off all of our programming for like three days and only Um, showed hurricane programming. And I was ready to rip my eyeballs out, but, uh, it's all over now and we're, we're good and we're safe. So, so let me ask you this. You just said you, you would like to go on vacation together. Yes. yes. <laughs> just a, a girl's trip or the whole family? Well, we're, we're game for either or, but yeah, we'd like to do a blended um, family vacation. Wow. Yes. Okay. So tell me that this is not the best idea in the world because, well, at least for me, my thing is I still have a slight fear of traveling alone with my kids being I'm single. I'm, mm-hmm. um, I have been forever and there's just that anxiety of me being in charge of my kids when I don't feel even feel 100% comfortable yeah. a lot of the time. So that has held me back for many years. And then I think of Sean and Tina, they have been, they, they have gone on quite a few family trips and vacations, which I'm so thankful that the kids had that opportunity with them if it wasn't with me. But when you do that and you have all the kids with you, it's like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to not have the kids for a while while we're on vacation? (laughs) So I'm like, this could totally benefit both of us because we would each have time with the kids, but we would also have time without the kids. So yeah, we're like, let's do it. <laughs> I can't think of anything better than that. You know, the other night we were watching, have you guys seen the movie Blended with Adam Sandler? Yes. I love My, that movie. Yes. I really wish that was a real place that blended, oh, yes. um, you know, out in that island. I love it. I was like, I wish this was real. That would be totally such a cool vacation spot for blended families. So oh my gosh, I have not even heard of it. I'm going to rent it and watch it tonight. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. Um, gosh, there's so many people and it's so funny. Please watch it and then report back and let me know what you think. But, uh, I I am so thankful that you guys came on the show. I'm so thankful for the work that you did and the example that you're setting to all blended families everywhere that a stepmom and a bio mom can make it work and can get along. Listeners, I am going to add link to the book in the show notes so you can go ahead and order a copy. I'm also going to be giving one away at the very end of this show, so stay tuned for that. Uh, Before we go, ladies, how can people get a hold of you if they want to? We are all over the normal channels of social media. Um, we go by Gipford Moms. So G-I-P-F-O-R-D moms.com. And that's also what we go by on social media. So Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Okay, great. So guys, if you are interested, not only should you get a copy of the book, but support these ladies. And before we go, do you guys have any last words of advice or encouragement for my blended families? 
Well, (laughs) (laughs) I say kindness, love and kindness can solve just about anything. And respect goes Mm -hmm. a long ways um, on both ends. Um, Respect each other, respect each other's roles, um, and you will get a lot farther. Well, thank you. It has been an absolute joy having you guys here. Listeners, go get Stepmom, a dual memoir today. It is a nice, easy read, and you will very much enjoy it. And you guys, maybe come back on the show. Cool. That would be awesome. Yep. I hope you enjoyed listening to that interview with Aaron and Tina. I really enjoyed talking with them. I think they're a lot of fun, and I think they're definitely an inspiration. So... I have picked a winner for the giveaway of the book, Stepmom, A Dual Memoir. And the winner is shellrob21 at comcast.net. I will definitely be getting a hold of you to see about getting you that book. So congratulations to you. Now, for the rest of you listening, I know I haven't done any giveaways recently, but what I used to do and I'm going to be getting back to is the one giveaway a month. Usually it's the first week, the first show of the month. I'm going to get back to it. And if you would like a chance to get in on those, all you have to do is join my list at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash subscribe. We do a monthly newsletter. I do not bombard you with information. You'll get a free quiz when you join and you will get a monthly newsletter just kind of keeping you updated on things as well as every single month when there is a giveaway, you will be automatically entered to win. So once again, that's blendedfamilypodcast.com slash subscribe. Again, congratulations to our winner and be sure to join us next week for a new show. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.